This episode is sponsored by Bigger City. Thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow. Hello, and welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub. And today I am a, uh, um, I don't know, festive fall boy. I am where we're past Halloween. We're in that sweet spot before Christmas. Our Christmas lights are up and I am ready to turn nice. them on. I found myself singing some Christmas music this morning. Um, and then having to stop myself, but it's, I'm ready. Yeah. You can't do that until the turkey's dead for Thanksgiving. Come on. Trevor is officially for the, uh, the stuffing to be cold, you know, Mm. Trevor is officially jingle belled. Yes. Hi, my name is Michael Willer. I'm a chubby chaser. And, uh, today I suppose I am a, uh, a cool weather, weather boy. It's, it's finally cooled off here in the greater Vegas area and it is gorgeous (laughs) and nice it's a balmy 67 degrees. Whoa. Um, oh, yeah. It cools right off. Nice. It cools right, right. off. Um, I was going to think, why? You're in the double digits? <laughs> <laughs> Down, we've plunged to the upper double digits. Yeah. Hey, my name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood. And today I am a classic movie boy. I went to see uh, The Bride of Frankenstein at the Ace oh, Theater ooh. in the... Hotel downtown performed oh, with the original soundtrack being performed live by the LA Pops. It was really oh, wonderful. That's always great. Those yeah. the live accompaniment. Uh, and if any yeah. of you come to LA and you want a good performance, find out what's playing at the Ace Theater. That oh my god, that space is so amazing. It's okay. like you step into the space, the entire theater is this 1930s art deco take on Dante's Inferno all the way through. <laughs> oh, wow. It's amazing. It's beautiful. How is the seating? I was not squeezed. I was not squeezed. Um, okay. They didn't have... I'm thinking, they, yeah. I'm thinking classic 1930s seating as well. Yeah, it, Stay, it, yeah it's exactly. bigger than I expect <laughs> from 1930s seating, but not awesome. But okay. the performance I was there at, the uh, the front two rows had been removed, and Ooh. they had uh, they had chairs set up there that were brought in special for the occasion that were not attached to each other, so you could move them apart. Well, stay okay. tuned for another follow-up on seating, but but who who is that fourth voice on our podcast? <laughs> oh. Hi. Oh, hi. There he is. Hi. Hello. It's me. <laughs> All right. I guess we have to let him say hello. Go, go Dan. Go, Dan. Come go. on. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well. Trevor, go slap the Dan. I think he's stuck. <laughs> uh, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser. Yay. And uh, today, yes, uh, we are we are definitely enjoying uh, our autumnal surroundings. Mm. Um, we also had a, a British listener comment about the cider thing. Oh, oh, said, oh yeah. Oh, what did they uh, say? My opinion as a Brit on the cider thing is that, yes, it's just one of those things that Americans decided to change. <laughs> cider is alcohol, usually. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say as a non-drinker of cider, whenever I hear cider, I think alcohol. Otherwise, it's apple juice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into some housekeeping because yeah. we got a lot. It's a, we, get we a big had house. Halloween and we got a lot to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so many rappers all yeah. over the floor. Uh, I don't, as always, thank you to our Patreon supporters, our thank just you, thank gen- you, thank you. gentle listeners. 
Uh, our sponsors of various kinds and formats, mm-hmm. as we mentioned last week, uh, send us your fat friendly home tips or even just like if you don't have a tip, but you have something you run into yeah. at a particular friend or family member's house. Mm-hmm. Um, we can come together and figure that out. That, so, that includes things that you want to do around your house to make your own living better or things you wish your friends might do when you're visiting their home. Yeah. Or things that really don't work. Mm. Yeah. And, and noting like what might make you think, oh, I've been to that friend's house. And yeah, that doesn't that's a scary subject. Going to the bathroom, I think, is probably a pretty common mm-hmm. one. Yeah. That's We've all true. had that wonderful friend we, whose company we enjoy and whose house we're terrified of breaking. So, and, yeah. you know, and don't worry if you feel like, the, you know, your answer might be a duplicate or something we've already mentioned. That's fine, because if you include a little story about why that's the case, that's also always worth sharing and telling. So we, we love a we good like story. This. That's exactly. Um, and that, you know, you've got a little time to send that in. We're going to talk about that next week, I believe. Is that right? Trevor? Yes. OK. Yeah. So next week. So send on, send them on in. Oh, and before anybody forgets, uh, on December 3rd, uh, we're going to be hosting a big, fat, gay holiday spectacular live on Zoom slash maybe Riverside. We haven't figured out where yet, but whatever works best. <laughs> um, it'll be on December 3rd, which is a Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is Los Angeles and Las Vegas time. Um, and hopefully that works for everybody. It seemed to work out well the last time we did one of these and it's been a while. I think it's been over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited to do that. Come join us. We'll, we'll share holiday tips and present ideas and anything else you can think of and hang out and drink. I think we're going to do like a seasonal drink that we can, you know, going into it, we can all like make the drink and then sip it together and oh, yes, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And so we, you know, I, I said a couple episodes ago, you know, sometimes you have to kind of, you know, make the season um, yourself. You can't just sort of wait for the season to come to you. And I think this could be a good way to start those those final holiday weeks of the year. Um, okay. Is it, is that all of it? Take us into pop culture, baby. God, please. All right. Hats off. That's off and wave. It's a beautiful half second of of lag between the music in my ears and Trevor singing. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to, I want to get us into this. I think this is just the silliest article in the world. And where would you find the silliest article in the world? Brought to you by the sun. The sun. Um, okay. So <laughs> the son desperately trying to justify our existence. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's kind of just, it's just like, okay, whatever. So there is a wonderful, uh, plus size influencer and workout person. And she is, uh, she has videos of herself doing, uh, really very good exercise, like, like Bulgarian split squats. Like I'm impressed. I can't do those. Those are, her name is Bethy red and Bethy red and beyond that's beyond my capabilities. And she's, you know, and she's in her, her shapewear workout wear. And what is she getting trolled? She's getting trolled because apparently her workout gear is going to give her a heart attack. People say, no, 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 no. no. It's going to give other people, yeah. Other people, her. her Oh, other people. Oh, did I misunderstand that? Because they're so nauseated by, or shocked by what she's wearing. Oh my God. It's worse than I thought. I mean, to be fair, the, so these are the kind of like new. They are booty pants. They're like all up in there. 
when I turn when I opened the article, I'll admit for a split second, I'm like, why is she doing squats naked? Yeah, because they're uh, flesh colored and yeah, mm-hmm. or, or her all, flesh colored. But it was like literally half a second. But <laughs> she is not the first person in the world to wear, you know, ass hugging, flesh toned leggings. Like this is she didn't invent this by any means. Well, and she is strong and she's doing the exercises correctly. Holy and, crap, mm. is she strong. Dan, yeah. what's the exercise called when you're you're reclined and you have to thrust your pelvis upwards? Uh, hip thrust. Yeah. yeah, hip thrust. She has like, it looks like 150 pounds of weight on a bar that she's yep. hip thrusting. I was stunned. Yeah, she's no. clearly, she is no amateur. Like she knows what she's doing yeah. and Brick people are have just supplies. shitting on it. But oh my God, she's fat. How terrible. You know, yeah. just, I have to say, just, I think she is low key trolling by oh, wearing totally. the flesh color oh, totally. leggings. The video just, that got posted is that she posted on TikTok is her ha- after the backlash having mm-hmm. posted another video wearing the same pants with oops I did it again <laughs> in the background <laughs> of the video. Good for her. Um and but just a trigger warning for people who may click this link and watch the video. The video that loaded immediately afterwards, for my viewing at least, was a weight loss video. Of course. So it's in the sidebars, it's everywhere. What a shock. Um, (laughs) Just know that going in and maybe click away. And we should also make sure to say that, you know, part of her, part of her brand is this is not for weight loss. This is exercise. This is for whatever you use exercise for, but not weight loss. Like that's not her goal. It's everything you would want in a, is fat fluencer a word? It should I like be that. If it's not. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> oh, sir, I like that. Okay, I'm um, super excited about this next, next article because just because we talked about oh it God. in our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, by, from what was this from? Bicycling Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, be quiet, trolls! We're trying to start the body positive cycling revolution. It's a whole article about fat people getting into biking, and like mm-hmm. I've mentioned in the past, like I haven't biked in like 30 years. Right. And I used to really enjoy it, but it hurt. (laughs) It always my butt was always sore because that bike seat was unfriendly. Um, I lived in hilly areas and I was always having to do it alone. And this is basically a bicycle, a biking group that's uh, providing the resources to find the bikes you need, the biking products that would make it more fun for you and less painful and some uh, Mm -hmm. some resources to find people to bicycle with. I I think this is great. It starts with a story about um, a fellow named Daniel Ramirez, who is a former UCI pro road cyclist, which I'm not familiar with the world of competitive cycling, but I'm assuming that's of note. Um, He came in 28th in the national championships in Cuba um, and more recently uh, won, oh my God, cat level, cat three level in local crit and road races in the US. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's impressive. Yeah, um, and that yeah. was where this backlash started because he is a little fatter than all the other cyclists. Um, yeah, the point is he's winning competitive races and getting trolled because he doesn't look like what they think he should look like as a cyclist. Uh, and like, for his size and that. his race, yes, he's doing it. He is performing the skill and <laughs> succeeding, and then uh-huh. getting trolled for how he looks while he's successfully while doing. doing it. Yeah. Because if you're doing it right, Don, you won't be fat anymore. Yeah. Oh, and he's also God. gotten trolled because of his race. It's, mm. it's yeah. It's, I it have was, to say, it got ugly. I was shocked when I clicked through to see the picture because he is fat, but I was, oh, because of the comments in the article that they pulled, I was expecting him to be much larger. 
Yeah. And also like, cause they were talking about like him. Oh, he's obviously an American. So like, I don't know if it's the whole like international perception of fatness Fat or something. I don't know. I, I was just surprised. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a little bit of a belly and some chubby thighs. That's, that's the extent of his massive obesity. I I, I, Related you know. to the first article. I think part of it is that cycling attire is skin tight. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. there's, even if he's not quote unquote that fat, like, you know, he, the, you see everything. Um, yeah. Oh, it's our responsibility as fat people to increase our air drag. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so the, the point of the article really is about delivering, uh, resources for, uh, yeah. people, um, to, uh, who might want to get into cycling. Yeah. And as we talk about this, I'm looking at the page they have on helping people find fat friendly seats for the bikes. And like, yeah, I, mean, I thought that I've, was the real benefit of the article. Mm. Yeah, I've never had this. You're talking about um, like this before. All bodies on bikes. Yeah, all bodies on bikes, um, and it it actually provides a link to another site called Life on Two Wheels. Mm. And yeah. uh, to put a pin in it, the the last two, the only two comments on this particular article are both positive. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is a a pretty safe place to go investigate and not get slimed. I, I also want to say that with this article and the last one we talked about, I think. In the same way that what got us gay marriage was people coming out, people finally coming out and saying like, well, you know me and I'm gay. And I think what this does is like fat people showing up in ordinary or sometimes extraordinary, you know, uh, uh, circumstances like winning races. Mm-hmm. People don't expect that. And I, I think it's sort of normalizing the fatter body, which is exactly what we need to push forward uh, uh, fat liberation and things like that. That like, you know, it's, we're not, that fat people aren't relegated to, you know, hungered down eating ice cream in the middle of the night, which is where a <laughs> yeah. lot, no, that, that's, that's sort of the environment that people picture fat people. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, and that, you know, yes, we see fat people every day, but we, 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 it comes with these assumptions and these articles are breaking those assumptions, which I think is so necessary for what the next steps are. Yeah, totally agree. All right, shall we mosey on down the yes, road? Yes, please to- take us, take us there. Do you feel it? Twenty twenty three. We're soaring, <laughs> crisp autumn breeze in our air. Yes, dead leaves and fireplaces. Uh, so in Mary Claire, we have Dove and Nike back, and Venus Williams. Yeah. We're teaming up to help keep girls in sports, which and this is this is in Marie Claire magazine, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subheading is low body confidence is the number one reason why teenage girls quit sports. Uh, and this coaching program that they're uh, collaborating to start hopes to change that. And, and one of the main points they make is that the girls who did have a coach who was hands on with them, who helped them sort of work through these issues and wasn't necessarily just addressing the sport itself, but everything that comes with participating in a sport, uh, we're likely to stay in that sport and have a better experience of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a really impressive initiative. I personally, I know, I, I don't think I ever thought about this at the time, but a lot of my like body shame issues do center around how I got started in sports, which is, you know, inherited from your parents, I think, in a lot of cases. And my dad's thing, you know, it was a very gentle thing, but it's very much like if you want to be good at soccer, you got to go to the gym. You got to get in the gym and blah, blah, blah. And that was instantly the absolute like, okay, well, I'm never doing that. Like, you know, if your dad says you should do it, nope, you're not going to. But on some level, I do kind of get this. Well, and I was going to say, you know, what about boys in sports? Hello. 
I yeah. mean, I get, I get it. Boys in sports is a cliche, but how well, many boys are, influ- are are pushed out of sports because they don't have the right body, they don't have the right killer instinct, they don't have the yeah. right whatever. Um, I was just kind of shocked by the specific statistic they gave of forty one percent. Yeah, of girls, of girls leaving sports leaving the sport yeah. because of body image. I I don't really uh, you know expect Dove to solve everything and <laughs> a lot world. of you know I think Dove <laughs> is going above and yeah. beyond absolutely. Um, and I think Nike yeah. too, but I think it is interesting. And I mean, I think the reason we, you know, don't see this with, you know, boys and men is because boys and men are so far behind, you know, behind in yeah, having everything. these conversations. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, the, these conversations I, barely happen so that it still is like to have a national conversation. Like, I don't really think we're there yet. And I also think that the issue is a little different, for, at least in my experience, the issue is a little different between men and women. Like. When I was a teenager, I didn't have the option to leave sports. I don't know about you guys, but like to leave as a guy, like you were expected, you are going to continue participating right. in this. You don't like that sport. You better go find another one because mm. you have to, you mm. know, I, I ended up playing volleyball for on the volleyball team for two years because I felt obligated and had to. Weird. One thing I'd like to add to this, because we pivoted pretty quickly into what about the men was is. And there is a big difference between the female experience just in mm-hmm. life in general. And one thing that I see all the time is, you know, men uh, mocking the women playing the same sport that they play. Oh, yes. yes. And that doesn't happen the other way around. Yeah. That's very That's much very the men true. looking at the women saying, look how inept you are. Look how slow you are. Look how terrible you look trying to do something you can't do. Well, well like, the whole the whole cliche of, of throwing like a girl, running like a girl. Mm. Yeah. And so well, there, there's a very different view of if you choose to go join that world and play that sport, you, there's a lot of additional outside pressure. It's not just you in your head. It's it's a very real outside pressure that that forces you into a box you don't necessarily want to be in, even if it comes with playing that sport. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like, I don't know, what about or be like, actually, Michael, but I think there is something interesting about female dominated sports that, you know, men get flack for participating because it's not manly cheerleading, ballet, cheerleading, ballet, figure skating, skating. Mm -hmm. all of those things are such a like intense physical thing that are seen as not because it's because there's also grace to them, Mm -hmm. but they still require such endurance and balance and strength that I think a lot of like football players don't necessarily have that it is an entirely different type of ability and strength that is I, looked down upon. The the initiative that Dove, Nike, and Venus Williams are are teaming up for is super cool. Yes. And worthy of fat watch of this episode. So thank mm-hmm. you. I don't know. I think, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves. This is, you know, <laughs> we're talking next year. Dove is looking pretty good for the chubbies. 2024. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Dove's a front runner, I think for sure. They've been, they've been doing a lot. Um, all right. So off we go. R- wheeling our way into the main topic. I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> we're wheeling. <laughs> we're, we're, that's big wheel. Keep on turning. <laughs> yeah. We're cycling, <laughs> cycling, tandem cycling our way into the main topic yes. because we're talking about the state of dating, the dating scene in the big fat gay world. Um, we're going to share some dating stories, but I think also just sort of examining what the dating experience is like in, in a more uh, blunt way, I think, than, you know, 
than we've, you know, we've tried to sort of show like, here's the rosy side of things. Here's the, like, here's what it can be. Here's, here's things to do to kind of get to a better place. And sometimes we sort of gloss over the realities of that world. And we kind of wanted to tackle that and, and share some, I, I know I have a couple of dating stories <laughs> to share. Do you think things have necessarily gotten better or worse, or do you think we're paying more attention to certain things? I'd be very curious to hear what y'all think. That's interesting. Um, I haven't hmm. done most of my dating experience came, you know, in the early teens. So I don't necessarily have, I can tell you what it was like back then. Like 2012, 2014. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and like, you know, Don and I were talking about how it's very different. You know, my dating as as someone in an, in an open relationship is, is extremely different than someone who is dating, yeah. you know, a, a, as a single person. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. they're not really, it's not really a fair comparison in many ways. But I mean, for my money, and again, granted, I've been in the scene since dinosaurs roamed the earth. <laughs> I... I don't experience that much of a change. I do experience more of an awareness of things that are terrible. Yes. Uh, more of okay. a greater awareness. But I think that's also come with everything that happened since 2020, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll, I will start us off because I, this is kind of, this is kind of what prompted this episode uh, discussion on our main call. So I recently changed my profile picture on Bigger City. Yeah. Um, I had a good picture before, but it was like from January or February. And um, I was like, I was seeing it and I actually thought of something that Edward, the founder of Bigger City, said at Bigger Vegas, which I think was maybe 2019. And he said, you know, like, look at your profile picture. He's like, when is it from? Yeah. And like, is it from a week ago? Is it from six months ago? Is it from a year ago? Is it and from like, 10 years ago? Yeah. And like, think about that picture and like, who are you in that picture? Yes. You're probably not the same person. That's interesting. Um, yeah. He actually, this was at a seminar that Bigger City did on its own. It wasn't one of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there. It, it was in the, in the vein of, you know, Bigger City is a site for personal ads. So what is working or not working about personal ads? Yeah. So, I mean, my picture was still recent, like still recent, still accurate, but I'm like, I, I've taken some saucy pictures lately that would be good profile pictures. Um, so I updated it and I got an influx of messages, um, which I will say were mostly positive to, you know, neutral. Um, but there was one that stuck out as like <laughs> the like, <laughs> this is what's wrong with the community. Kind of thing. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. So I have to get back to it. I should always say why you're looking, which is why you're looking, Trevor, that if you're looking to gain new viewers, if you're, if you're looking to gain some, some traction on your ad, just post a new picture. Really. It's even if it's anything new, anything that's new will attract attention. That's fair. Um, so I don't know. This is the tale as old as time (laughs) kind of message. Um, wow. Would I love to get behind that big ass and ride it? And this was from a picture of a headless torso mm-hmm. and their profile is looking for Chet Bottom. Discreet. If you are not in California or visiting the area, do not contact me. Um, if I don't respond, you might not be a chub. Love a big thick ass and big tits. Tired of chasers contacting me. I'm a straight to the point type of person. Don't care for face pictures, nor do I share mine. That's not discreet. I only care to see ass pictures on here. 
And, and I should say the, the picture it's headless and it is of a completely ordinary thin body wearing an oversized white t-shirt. It could not be more generic or uninteresting. Yeah. This is a closet classic case for sure. Yeah. But so, and like, I don't know, like I said, I, yeah. And this I, is not a I unique, don't mean to, let, let me underscore yes, that this, this is this letter that Trevor got. I can attest <laughs> is absolutely a normal average letter to get. And that photo is always the photo on the other side yes. of that. Uh, that or no photo. But, or no photo whatsoever. Or no photo at all. Yeah. But what, what shocked me about all of it was I went to the photo and Bigger City has like these features where you can like like or hard or whatever things. And this had over 300 hearts. And it's like a picture <laughs> of a, basically of a t-shirt. Yeah. Of a thin guy in a t-shirt that does that's really too big for it. It could be an Amazon ad for a shirt they're selling. Yes. Yes. Like it's it's really generic. Could. Yeah. 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 But, but I think Trevor's point is 300 like now granted, we don't know if that's 300 likes within a week or within 10 years, even yeah. within 10 years. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's more than you think it's due. <laughs> yeah. But it, I it's, think it points, it points out the complete disequilibrium between, you know, Chasers feeling like they don't even have to try and they're entitled to get sex and that the chub is is somehow required to go through all these yeah. hoops to merit, to deserve the attention I mean, of a completely ordinary guy. And, and think yeah. about the tone of that that letter, right? Right from Absolutely. the tone all the way through is you are inconsequential. Any desires you have in this situation doesn't matter to me. Don't ask me any questions. Don't ask me for any further information. Like I have given you the, the, I've given you this and you're, this is what you get. You're done. You know, I'm like, yeah, well, and there's how repulsive is that? It's even worse. (laughs) Absolutely. And there's even Don to, to, to underscore that there's even a part of the ad that says, it's not that I'm in the closet. It's that you're not worth it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. It, it's that, no, I'm not in the closet. It's just, it, I'm not interested in anything else. Everything <laughs> I am presenting is completely normal. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so can I, I this may be quite obvious, but I think it's worth bringing up right now. There's a marked difference between wanting to having your profile because you want to date somebody and having your profile because you just want to hook up. Yeah. And yes. I think, you know, having all of those different desires crammed into a single space makes a kind of sense because it is ultimately a niche community, but it also leads to stuff like this, where you Mm -hmm. get unwanted contact from somebody who's, you know, not, I'm not saying that Trevor's looking to date, but that certainly Don is, is posing that side of the the situation and it's not unique to Trevor. I I think if they read the ad, right. If, if, if that person who was sending me that email read my ad, they would realize that the response they'd be getting, because my ad is not hi, show up at my place, bang me. Right. Hmm. Like uh, my ad is a dating ad. That is the tone I put forward. So that's it's it feels like you should know better. Can I just say, I think what you're both pointing to is I don't care what you're after. I don't care if you're after, you know, 20 minutes of fist fucking or riding off on the sunset together. There is no reason to be disrespectful, rude or condescending. Yes, exactly. But I mean, it's like, I don't know. I. Part of me, I guess, is like, I appreciate being straight to the point, but they clear like the, the people with is. profiles like this clearly do not read the profiles they are messaging. Yeah. Because like, you know, Don talks about like his profile does not call Don's profile is not like sentient hole seeks filling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, <laughs> the, you know, there was the other message I sent you guys that was like episode titled, <laughs> <laughs> you know, chaser for humongous asses. 
Yeah. And then like the sending me the message like, wow, I bet you have a humongous ass. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what I was expecting yeah. from, from the message when I saw that name. But I don't think the guy who messaged me, who I'm kind of calling out, like, I don't mean to call him out, but I think it, it was the perfect textbook example yeah. of yeah. the worst kind of profile that guys complain about. Well, and I think here's what I want to pitch into this rather than simply despairing and wringing our hands over the, the, over stuff like this. I think there is a couple of things that one can do to keep one's mental state <laughs> a little bit more on the positive side. One of this is that clearly, and look, this happens to me. This happens to other chasers. It happens to Chubbs. This idea of somebody not responding to who you are in your ad Granted, there are people who don't put who they are in their ad, and that's mm -hmm. quite deliberate. And I, I've, I've teased a couple of guys, uh, you know, where they have like no profile, a terrible pick of like a body part, and I yeah. say like, I say like, really, are, are you know? And and they're like, they want to get to know me, and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, maybe I said, sweetie, you're your profile looks like you're in witness protection and you know, <laughs> yes. you need to, you need to come out from under that rock. If you actually are want to be in the business of getting to know people. Yeah. Um, and so there's that, but I guess what I mean is like, number one, it is whether it's chubs or chasers, it is not personal when this happens. In fact, that's the very problem, right? It's not personal. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a certain license I feel to play with people like that. And I'll just say something like, um, you know, uh, thank you for your interest, but have you read my profile? And invariably they say yes, even though it's completely clear, it compl everything they've just said completely contradicts my profile. They invariably say yes. So then I follow up with, oh, what part of my profile interested you? Right. And usually that's the last I hear of them. Yeah. And we're done. And we're Don, done. Don, I'm curious. So you mentioned some frustration in our podcast call. So what is your like current app experience, like, and just kind of general dating stuff. Like I, I right now dating feels like an endurance sport. <laughs> um, like oh. it, it's, it's just been, you show up and, uh, uh, God, I don't even know where to start. And I should, and I've tried, yeah, I've tried to organize my <laughs> thoughts for this. It's sort of like, um, a lack of interest in who you are yeah. is, is, a very pervasive sense I've been getting on dates. Right. And, and if like, if it's a hookup, that's fine. I get it. Like you don't care mm. who I am. you care how I'm dressed. That's it. Right. But <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm going out on dates and like people that are much more interested in, like I'm a listener, right. But I expect to have there be an exchange of information, a complete lack mm -hmm. of interest in who I am during a date. Um, or, telling me where I'm wrong on every step of the way. Ooh, it's not a great way to know me. Oh, that's an attractive right? trait. Mm. Oh, very attractive. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very clear with some of the guys that have been going out with where they're like, the personality inside my body is an obstacle that needs to be overcome in order to get at my body. And I've been oh. feeling at that oh. a lot. Well, yeah. and that's, that's what I'm you saying. Know. On the one hand, it's not personal. On the other hand, it's, that's the problem. It's not personal. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have so many strong platonic relationships in my life, I would be starting to have lots of complexes about feeling that I have an unattractive personality. You know, mm. that's that's the way I'm being treated by chasers. Like, I, I don't want to get into details, but like my last date, right? My last date. And this was a date. 
right? This was not a hookup. Consisted of the guy basically demanding last minute, like, oh, I need you to come over to my neck of the woods. I'm like, okay, that's, I, I can understand that. We both work, right? So they changed the plans last minute, demanding that I come to them rather than meeting at the location that we decided on. Yeah. When I get to the location, he spends half the date on the cell phone, right? Oh, fuck um, off. And mm. then he is, um, let's, let's say sexually demanding. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah a giving level of like two out of 10. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but he worked so hard to get me there. And then after the fact, he like does the polite and like the lovely things as far as the follow-ups and wanting to do it again. And I'm like, what is going on? I, uh, yeah. I, I would love, to, I would love to opinion it on what is going on. Okay. For me, the first red flag and this happens to me too, where they're like, oh yeah, we could meet at that restaurant or I could just come over there or, or you could just come over here and we don't have to be in public. Yeah. That's well, the let first, me, that's let the me first. expand on the, sure. this was a third date, right? So like a third we've, date. we've, we've, we've been out in public, met you in public times. Before. So that's, that's not the issue here, but yeah, but I get what you're saying. And agree with you 100%. Yeah. That would be my first like, okay. And I almost use meeting in public because I've, I've told guys, uh, they're like, well, do we have to meet in public? I'm really not that comfortable. And I, and again, I'm talking to a chub, right? So it's not just chasers. Yeah. And I mean, like, no, that doesn't fly with me. If you can't meet in public, you're not ready to do this. Yeah. And and that's just what I say. I'm saying, you know, it's fine. You're just not ready. Or I'll try to say, like, look, it's dinner. You've had dinner before in public. Don't worry. That's all it is. It's dinner. Relax. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about this, yeah, I think it's it's more like it, he's he's sort of copping to... Uh, sorry, I'm not that interested, but I'm horny. Or That's I was thing. horny when I made the, I was horny when I made the, this happens all the time. I was horny if when I made the date. you're not interested, I can deal with it. No, but, but they don't like, know if they're interested because sometimes yeah, people make a date when they're horny. Mm. And then mm. by the time the date rolls around, they're not horny anymore. And they ghost, they cancel, they alter the plans so that it's self-serving. So I'm just curious. So you had two other dates. Was there sex on those dates? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because huh. I was wondering if it was the thing of... The third date. Because we, the, the whole like third date, because like I, Dan and I have had this discussion with like straight people where like my thing, I don't know, as, as a gay man is like, if I have not had sex with someone by the third date, I assume, okay, this is not, we're not, this isn't going to be happen. anything. Mm -hmm. Whereas what's that? I'm, I, you had the, the friend who like, I can't remember how long they said before they would have <gasps> sex with someone. 10 was dates so, or think, something. Or it was like three months or something where it's like, oh God. I mean, that would just, I, yeah, that's, uh, that's why I had to stop dating Amish guys. <laughs> yeah, that's not a date. That's a pen pal. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny because I used to think it's because I'm much older and because in the old days, you know, you primarily dated to hook up. You 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 had sex to see who you wanted to date. Yeah. And I was yeah. thinking, like, has it changed with the younger generation? And Trevor is evidence of like, no, he still expects sex by the third date or we're going to be friends. What, what I've even found is like going out on a date with someone, both of us sort of realizing like, oh, we're not compatible dating wise. Mm. I guess we'll just have sex. And then we go our separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. Uh, but I, I, I think it's so it's like I have definitely been in that situation where I was all hot and horny for a guy. And we've set up a date and I, you know, I know how to use a calendar so I can set up a date for a week or two or a month later. 
because I get people have lives. By the way, please, people out there in, in, in podcast land, I recommend that strategy. Use a calendar to make dates yeah. rather than, well, I'll see if I'm free that day. Well, I mean, oh, you're not. You're, guarantee you won't I be free that, that day. I hate that. I hate that, right? And it's a very I, LA thing too. Whether it's sex or D&D. <laughs> whether it's sex or D&D. Yeah. I don't know. I'll find out. When do you find out? When it happens. No, it's not going to happen. No. All right. So use a calendar. But I have definitely been in the situation where I was all hot and heavy when we were chatting online. And then days or weeks later, I'm, I'm supposed to show up for this date. And I've definitely been in the situation of like, oh, I'm so not in the mood. Like I was horny then. I'm not particularly horny now. I've had a long day or whatever. Doesn't fucking matter. Go to the date. You will get horny again because you got horny before. Believe me, it'll be fine. You will get in the mood. Just keep your commitments. And keep your commitments. Keep your commitments. Yeah. If nothing else, you can have a really great date talking about what happened to you that you're not in the mood that had nothing to do with them. Like you can actually Mm. have a conversation about life. Yeah. Whatever it was that happened. Yeah. And put your damn cell phone down. Oh. Put your goddamn cell phone down. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm old. Like, no, I get it. If it, no, that's not acceptable. I like. I get it. If you need, like, you hear the ding, and like, there's a text message you you're waiting for, and you just check it and put it down, put it away. I get it. I get it. Life happens. But if you spend more than five minutes on your cell phone while we're on a date together, no, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm I already curi- checked out. Now at I'm that curious because clearly we all agree on that subject. But I'm curious if there are any Gen Zers that are like, oh, this is totally normal. No, you can spend. 20 minutes on a date on your cell phone. That's fine. Like, are there people out there that really like, is that a, you, uh, a norm now? Well, or is it, is it just people that doesn't bother? I, I, I do have some suggestions for etiquette in that department because I get that some people are more attached to their phone than others. Uh, usually, and again, I used to teach this when I taught business communication, it is okay to have your cell phone out, but it should be face down on the table. Mm-hmm. So you're not yes. always looking at it, but yeah. face down on the table. So a, it's not jamming you in the pocket. And especially if you're big boy, you, you don't maybe want your cell phone in your pockets while you're seated. So your face, your, your cell phone face down on the table and you know, you can see if it vibrates. And mm-hmm. then here's the other thing that I recommend if you can include the person you're with to some extent in that interruption. So for example, Don and I are having a date, right? And my cell phone goes off and I say, excuse me, just let me see if this is an emergency that I need to take care of. I flip the phone over. I look at it. Now let's say, and and usually it isn't right. 99 times out of hundred is not an emergency and I can just turn it back over and we go on with the date. Let's say it is. Let's say, oh my God, something happened and I need to respond to this. I can actually make that part of the date include Don, include my, you know, who it is across the table from me and say, oh my God, I'm had, there's a situation at work. I just need to take care of this. One of two things, either leave the restaurant and take care of it and come back or two say, oh, this is happening. Like make it part of the topic of conversation and how you're dealing with it. Like mm-hmm. I can say, oh my God, the, yeah. my, the person who's going to replace a window into your life and share exactly. that with the person you're on the date with. What exactly. a concept. Yes. Yeah. So I say like, oh, the person who's going to replace me next week, uh, you know, can't make it. Uh, I'm going to tell them that I'm on a date and I'm going to get back to them later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'm going to tell them that blah, 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 blah. So that I've and included you. You know what that tells me? Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. That tells me that you are inter- so interested in the date, right, that... You are going to, you're putting aside your work for the date, but you're doing it in a way that's responsible. 
right? Or that, like you said before, that I'm including you in my life and I'm giving you a window into that because I'm on a date with you. (laughs) Yep. I've been on a date like that too. This was ages and ages ago. And the instant I met him, it was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And it was just like words after that. Yep. It was just like mm-hmm. constant. And I was, this was the first time I'd come across that before. And I was standing there thinking, I can't get a word in. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening right now? What I call is it, this? I, I call it having a date with the radio. Yeah. And I couldn't like for the rest of that experience together. And eventually I was like, this is boring. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to be constant. I, I feel like people know me well enough that they know I'm, I don't need to be monologuing or like feeling like I'm the center of attention to enjoy myself. But when you're not there to them, then you're just not there. You don't yeah. have any reason to be there. I'll be honest. Something that I find even more exhausting is the one who won't talk. Like oh, the one, yes. The no, one who rough. is just comfortable with permanent silence. And then I feel obligated to fill it. And I'm like, and so I feel like, I feel like a little kid offering subjects to like offering gifts to a parent. Like, you know, can oh. we talk? Is, would you look at me, please? I, you know, like, I have what had... What the fuck? I, I'm, I'm Mr. Shy Boy a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. I have had times where, like, when I am the talkative <laughs> one, it is bad. And there was oh, one time it man. was like, just I was trying everything to get the guy to talk. And I was just rambling. And there was just a point in my head, I'm like, oh, my God. I like I just felt like I was turning into my mother because it was just this... <laughs> rambling <laughs> doddering like yeah. not, like I, just I w- kept talking i want to underscore that because i think it's in, i've i've looked back at how trevor and i first met and i think it is a fascinating examination of that type of personality because you and i more way more so than we are now we're both like that mm-hmm. the shy <laughs> quiet you know unassuming and uh we you know we got to know each other back in 2014, I think. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it took a little bit to kind of establish a rapport for us. And I mean, certainly on the first date, like we did have a lot of conversation, but I think it was because Tr- Trevor was very good at asking me about myself. Like, even if you are, you know, maybe a little quieter generally, I think I was even quieter in that moment. But mm-hmm. that got me to like, you know, I think the really the the biggest piece of advice I have, because, you know, we were both quite quiet people was like, just start stay, stay in the moment, like start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you like the I think the death of any kind of date is when you're so in your head, you're unaware of what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. You're either because you're overanalyzing, you're thinking that which is totally my fault is overthinking, overanalyzing. Um, but if you're so in your head that you can't hear what other people are saying, you're never going to know how to ask them a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. You're never going to know how to ask them about themselves because you won't remember what they've already shared with you. You won't remember what was in their profile because you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, they haven't looked at me in the last 24 seconds. And what does that mean? Mm. I, I have run into a couple of chubs I've, I've dated where they were really bad at follow-up. It was me like I would volunteer of some piece of information that I thought was relatively interesting and thud. I stopped talking. There's the end of that. And that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. And there was no follow-up and there's no follow-up. And I asked, I, and you know me, I'm, you know, assertive. So I'll be like, so did you not, did that not interest you or you had no follow-up to that? And I, and this one guy said like, well, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to intrude. 
Like oh, he, he, oh he thought a follow-up question would be prying. Right, right. Because he was raised in an environment where you don't ask questions about people. Yeah. That would be rude. That would be prying. Yeah. That'd be like, why are you asking me that? I would be glad for that knowledge, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, it's just you. It's just you. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I th- yeah. and that's why, you know, it's not like I'm a ball buster on a date, but sometimes when you ask, why is this happening? There's actually a pretty good reason why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we've come to a point where we're sort of realizing that we're just sort of scratching the surface of this topic. Um, yeah. But it's a hard topic to stop at. So it's something we're going to come back to in the future. Maybe, maybe I'll have some different, like I, I'm just thinking about myself talking on this episode and I'm very aware that I sound like the grumpy old man, like these kids with their cell phones on dances. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, right now I'm, I'm also aware that I'm just sort of, I'm at a tired point dating wise. It's, uh, there's been a lot of endurance thrown at it over the past, you know, COVID years. And I'm sort of thinking like right now, just for me. I, I might want to back off from dating for a little while, and maybe next time we talk about this, I'll have some fresh perspectives from a from a new angle. Who knows? But well, I think Don is probably not alone in that, and we would love to get some listener perspectives because yes. we de- we were saying we definitely want to revisit this. So I think it would be fun to come back with. I don't know. Don will have some more stories. We'll have some listener perspectives. Yeah. Um, I had a couple I, stories that I also didn't get to, which it didn't feel relevant in this particular episode, but I, mm-hmm. I think we could definitely get to. Well, I, I'd also like to invite listeners to, to tell us, what do you wish you did better on dates? Like you yeah. as a dater, what mm-hmm. do you wish as a child or a chaser you did better on dates or you knew yeah. how to do at all on dates? Yeah. I think that'd be great. So depending on how long it takes to kind of gather some more perspectives, we'll come back to this maybe December. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I would mind have hearing like some people's sort of like dream date ideas too. But oh, sure. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Yeah. I also just want to kind of want to close this out. I did get that message, but I have gotten w- with the new profile picture, a lot of very nice messages, including a marriage proposal. Oh, <laughs> can you handle two of us, baby? <laughs> Someone's got hey, somebody you had already, already knew. Or just like a no, some random. like some new guy who's like, <laughs> come to Morocco, marry me. <laughs> Dan, um, I don't know. You've got some, you got some stuff to compete with now. I know. I I I would totally be. I would I would be fine being part of Trevor's harem. <laughs> uh, also, a message from a British chaser who I can I can tell because by the way the message is written that they have a Cockney accent. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Just a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> you wrote Mr. with an A. You know, nice. Oh, yeah, totally. Well, it looks All like right. we have a tip for today. We do. We certainly do. Um, I just wanted to promote. Uh, so um, NAFA has been doing these kind of seasonal virtual brunches. And uh, we have coming up our fall virtual brunch uh, mm. with hosted by Matthew Simcoe featuring uh, Danielle Garcia of Fashionably Famished. Uh, Daniel always does cool um, recipe demos or sometimes like centerpiece demos. Oh, so like, nice. you, you know, for the holidays coming up, if you learn maybe, how to bring those fall vibes into full bloom. Yes. And our uh, entertainer for this event is Tammy Johnson, who is a belly dancer. So uh, maybe you'll get some inspiration for uh, some vibes to bring to, for, you know, your, your Thanksgiving meal, how to, <laughs> how to, 
How to Woo the Chasers. Yes. Um, and this is just in a few days, right? On yeah. Saturday, November 11th. Yes, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Nice. Uh, you can register uh, on the NAFA website, um, and we will link it in our episode description. Which here in the States is Veterans Day, apropos of absolutely nothing. <laughs> Uh, so since today's episode dealt with dating, I thought that we should have a bit that dealt with dating. And I thought maybe Don uh, with we his should, wacky ideas, we <laughs> should go back to our wonderful game that we all played at, in uh, various sleepovers at some point of since since we are the nicer, kinder, gentler version of this game, though, we're going to be playing Mary Fuck Ask Politely to Leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the game, what that means is I'm going to offer you three names Mm -hmm. of different people. You're going to have to tell me which of them that you would like to marry, which of them you would fuck, and which of them you would ask politely to leave. You must do one of each. So you can't marry all three. Uh, So I'm going to give you a traditional trinity up front, right? Uh, This is more for, uh, for Trevor and I, but it'll give you the idea. Trevor, marry, fuck, ask politely to leave. Brad Pitt. Ryan Reynolds, Henry Cavill. Ooh. Oh, I already know the answer to this one. Um, there is a correct answer. Mary Ryan Reynolds. Boo. Fuck Henry Cavill. <laughs> and ask uh, Brad Pitt to leave politely. I think, I think you got Ryan and Henry mixed up. I think Henry would be so much fun to be married to. Because he's such a nerd. He has so many hobbies that he likes, he gets all. I don't. Do I'm just very curious. I'm just anxious to see who I get to share the bed with with Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exciting. Dan, do you have an opinion on the subject? I don't. Okay. <laughs> They're all hot. They're all hot. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Our second grouping: Mary Fuck, ask politely to leave. James Gandolfini, Paul Walter Hauser, mm. David Harbor. Oh dear. Oh boy. All right, I think I've got this. I think it's Mary James Gandolfini, fuck Paul Walter Hauser, and I'm sorry, David Harbour. You seem lovely, but I only have one third option, so wow. get out. Yeah, Dan. Um. Uh. Uh. uh no. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. To be fair to Dan, this is like his worst nightmare right now. This is my worst nightmare. It's like this is, this is who shows up at the Chub Bar, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going home with anybody. <laughs> don't. If you're looking to hang out with Dan, don't open with Mary Fuck Kill. It. <laughs> yeah, and 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 don't give me a choice of three bears. Um, <laughs> I would say I would ask James Gandolfini to leave. Uh, I would marry Paul Walter Hauser and I guess David Harbour and I could like, you know, make out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you have any opinions on this one, Trevor? Um, I mean, I guess maybe marry James Gandolfini, uh, fuck (laughs) David Harbour and ask Paul Walter Hausner to leave. All right. So this next grouping, grouping three, this was the hard one. This one applies to all of us. All right. Okay. In their prime, as you define it, fuck, marry, ask politely to leave, Chris Pratt, Russell Crowe, Brendan Fraser. Oh. Ooh. Oh, boy. Honestly, I like this combo a lot better than the previous one I just tried. <laughs> well, let's start with you then. Maybe Dan. I should go first. Okay. Russell Crowe, politely to leave. Okay. Um, Chris Pratt, totally fuck. Um, 
and then Brendan Fraser right. Mary. All Interesting. Right. Trevor. So I guess Mary Chris Pratt for that Marvel money. He does have <laughs> he does have the Marvel money. Um I would say, I mean, I guess fuck Brendan Fraser in like uh Georgia the Jungle please. era. <laughs> yes, um please. and uh, Russell Crowe, just like, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Russell Crowe can get out. Um, I think Mary Chris Pratt, because I think he would be more like just funny to be around. You know, like if you have to be around him long term, I think he would just be charming and entertaining. Hmm. And uh, Brendan Fraser, fuck, you know, I guess current day Brendan Fraser, hmm. maybe like two years ago. Century. Did any of us pick Russell Crowe as anything but ask politely? To leave? No, okay. I, I tried. So. I tried. No, that's that's pretty much a no brainer. Yeah, no, I'm gonna man, ask Russell Crowe to leave. I'm a uh, definitely a fuck Chris Pratt and definitely marry Brendan Fraser because he turned out to be an awesome person. I think so. So mm-hmm. I, I'm. I think the Chris Pratt's like a little too Christian for me. I think. Uh, Is he Christian? He's very yeah. Christian. Yeah, he belongs oh. to a, a oh, I rescind, Christian church. I rescind my answer. Swap. But you you can divorce. You you just have to marry him. Yeah, he but he's he's up. Christian. You can't no. divorce. Him. Oh no, that's Catholics. Never mind. All right. I don't know. I would just be off on my private <laughs> prep jet. <laughs> <laughs> where where can you find me, listener? Okay. <laughs> Riding Chris Pratt on the Pratt jet. <laughs> All right. So, dear listener, do you have a uh, Mary fuck ask politely to leave combo that you would like to uh, ask us about? Where could they do that, Trevor? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Everywhere. Spotify, too. Support us on Patreon at, at patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. And see the articles we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. Um, maybe you are um, scrolling through Bigger City. And you see our your our ad, because we have ads on there. We, we do. do. And you, you click on it, but it's not a normal ad. It's a special okay. ad, and it takes you... You're, you're in the Matrix, <laughs> but it's the, the big fat gay Matrix, and uh, Michael's Neo, and he's he's firing bullets at you, and you got to go bullet speed, so... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs>